Hello, welcome to Blades Pod. It is Tuesday, the 15th of November. My name is Ben. Joining me, as always, is Andrew. How you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm good as well. Well, we're both a lot uh, a lot chirpier than we were, uh, well, around, I suppose around this time last week, being a, a Tuesday yeah. evening, we were uh, pretty chipper, weren't we? You know, United were about to go and beat Rotherham and go top of the league, and yeah, two hours later, our mood sank somewhat, so I'm I'm definitely in a brighter mood than uh, than the last time we recorded, because uh, the Blades got another win, a win on the road over Cardiff, and uh, yeah, we... We temporarily went up to uh, top of the league before Burnley beat that, that fraudulent Blackburn team, mate. That they is... were awful. I know you didn't watch it, but Blackburn were terrible. I just don't think they're a good side. They're I mean, not a good they're side. probably go up now, but no. no I, I think they'll be a bottom half. I really do think they'll be a bottom half. I looked at the teams that they've beaten, and there's not many good... You know, they, they, they won 1-0 against really poor sides and stuff, but they were awful in that. So, bad result for us, really, because I want the Blackburn to win out because I think Burnley will be up there all season, whereas I think Blackburn will fade. But, yeah, I didn't expect United to win this, I have to admit, especially when the team came out. I was like, let's just get a draw and get out of here. Yeah, a uh, a stoke away of a lineup that one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, which just makes yes. it all, all the more impressive that we got the win, which is four wins in five now, I should say. Yes. Um, but- God, that Rotherham game. Like, if only we'd drawn that, you know. But I don't, because I... I, I <laughs> Sorry. I, even after, I was really happy with the win, and I like, watched the, the highlights and stuff, and, like, sort of looking at... Refreshing my memory for this podcast and stuff of what happened. I, in the back of my account, I bloody Rotherham. Like, I said, <laughs> we don't beat that, are we? We're not winning that. But, yeah. But, yeah. Five, you, yeah, as, as the Arctic monkey said, <laughs> you can't complain. Second in the league going into the the break, which we are now into, obviously. Um, you know, that that was a bit of a refrain. I think you, you brought up many a time. Uh, I've seen a lot of other United fans say it as well. Just, you know, just stay in touch to the World Cup break mm-hmm. and then, uh, yeah, see where we're at fitness-wise. And, uh, yeah, we're not just in touch. We're second in the league. We are, what, yep. two points behind Burnley, I believe. Um, yeah, three points, excuse me. Three um, points, yeah, three yeah, points. We're uh, so yeah, uh, their goal difference is now one better than ours. Um, oh, is it? Oh, yeah, because yeah. oh yeah, because they beat them idiots, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's pretty pretty close, obviously. And uh, mm. yeah, we have a fourteen goal difference advantage on Blackburn in third, which is absurd, I suppose. But um, anyway, I sorry, think, yeah, so are we five in front of Watford as well? Because I'm not classing Blackburn as a real contender, so what yeah. Watford are in fourth? Yeah, five in front of them, six in front of Norwich, um, and. Yeah, you can't complain. Again. You can't complain, and especially with the injuries, because yeah. as we'll come on to, we've got another one. <laughs> so. Well, we have, yes. But the, the starting eleven for this team, uh, and I, again, I feel like I've been saying this a lot, but I reckon only four of that eleven would make mm. our best eleven out of the, yeah. out the ones that start. That is Fodringham, Norwood, Egan, and Injai. And uh, yeah, it, I, I don't want to belabor this point because again, we've talked about it loads, but. It's not like we're even on our backups in a lot of positions, are we? We're on the backups to the backups. We had our blaster and Osborne in midfield, which I don't think we any of us thought would happen this season. <clears throat> I'm not saying that we, we ever thought they might not. You always thought, oh, you have to get a couple of injuries, we might have to play our blaster or even Osborne, but not together. <laughs> you know, you never thought it'd get to that point where we're having to play both of them. Yeah, exactly. You know, Ender Stevens is probably your third choice left back at this stage, yep. uh, if, if that, I suppose. Billy um, Sharp. Fourth striker, maybe or something. Uh, yeah, I would. I would say probably is. Yeah, although maybe not in how he was being. Uh, I guess. I guess Bruce has been injured for a little while now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So a Stoke away of a lineup, but it just makes it all the more impressive that we we got that win. And I know we rode our luck in the first half where we we didn't play mm. well at all. But you know, 
you got to look at our away form now. You, do you remember after about three games this season, we were like, mm, just need just need the away, you know, need us to show yeah. that we're, we're good away from yeah. home. Well, we've got more away points than any other team in the championship. We've played, yep. we've played a game more than Preston uh, away, that is, uh, who could theoretically overtake us if they win their next away game. But 20 points from 11 games, that is phenomenal. And it is. It's so, something we're worried about last season going into this season as well. So yeah. to turn it around in the way that we have. And they're very similar performances, I think. Not performances, but similar sort of wins away yeah. from home, I think. one yeah. nils, 2 nils, gritty. Not nice to watch, but getting the job done. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you raised that because I wanted to, to sort of mention that while talking about this series. I, I'm not sure we've looked particularly good away from home in any of those 11 games, but ultimately you just have to go, you, you know, you kind of just have to hold the hands up and be like, well, yeah, I mean, how many how many teams have come to Bramall Lane and looked good this season? Like two, if that? I yeah. mean, and one of them we beat 5-2. So, yeah, um, yeah. so, you know, it's probably just kind of standard that a team goes away, looks pretty average or, you know, doesn't do a great deal, but gets a goal, proves really hard to break down. And wins one nil or two nil. I mean, we've conceded eight goals away from home this season in eleven games. Uh, mm. That's the best in the league. It's even yeah. fewer than Preston, who obviously started the season with like six consecutive nil nils or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, even though like you know, I think you can throw this game in with uh, you know, um, I'm thinking of a Swansea for example, uh, mm. another another game that we won away and maybe didn't look amazing yeah. in Bristol City. Yeah, yeah. Bristol City. I thought we were genuinely terrible. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, there's you know we've won six away games this season. Very few of them have been like that was a scintillating, played them off the yeah. park kind of performance. Um, and the same is true of this Cardiff one. I think I thought we were kind of lucky to still be in the game at half time. Not that Cardiff battered us. I don't think. No, they they were a really poor side, and I say this every week about everyone. But <laughs> it's uh, they, they really were poor. I thought Cardiff. I thought with the lineup that we had out, I expected a lot more from them. But if you look back at the highlights, they had more. I never really felt in that much danger. Weirdly enough, uh, even though you look at the highlights, you think, ah, oh, they went close three or four times in that mm. first half. It wasn't like wave after wave after wave of attack or anything like that. What I I text someone because I, I was playing. I think we were Eggy actually, and I said. What we're doing is passing really slowly <laughs> across like the midfield of the bike, creating nothing. And then all of a sudden, even though we had no one in their area, we had no one back. So they were just breaking. It was like three on three all the time. But they didn't use the ball uh, the wisest, I don't think, Cardiff. And like I said, I, I, they deserve to be in front at our time. There's no doubt in that. But at the same time, it wasn't like it were... It, the highlights make it look like it were a complete battering in the first half. And it wasn't. It was just a terrible game of football that... They had three half chances and one really good one or something like that. Yeah, Callum Robinson's finishing helped us header, quite yeah. a lot. Uh, yeah, that, that header wide was was quite an egregious miss. He also put a couple others over. And now uh, this is the one where Basham... Oh, we're going to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, Wintel went very close from long range. Do you remember the one from about 25 yeah, yards? Really good. I thought that were in that. That's the, that's the one where I thought that's in that. But yeah, I, th- I, think, I think Wes did as well, didn't he? Mm. <laughs> just sort of stood and watched it. Stands there, yeah. Yeah. Um, at the other end, we mustered one single shot in that first half, and it was, of course, John Egan <laughs> <laughs> letting yeah. fly with a 35-yard volley, which wasn't the worst hit in the world. But... It weren't bad. It weren't bad. It would never go in, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, you sent me the... Uh, what do you call it? The... It was like a shot map. 
the shot map, that's it, the shot map at half time. And obviously they had like seven or whatever it was from various. And ours was just that one from 45. <laughs> one dot from miles oh. away. I thought it was a glitch. <laughs> I had to laugh when I saw it because I was like, have we had any other shots? So I yeah. opened, uh, yeah, I opened the app to see that, and I was just that singular dot there. We got um, into some decent areas at times. Did. I think, I think there were there were one where uh, I think it were Ender Stevens gets to a crossing, and it just doesn't quite get to Endai. There's a great cross from Sharp, which Endai their, their defender does well just before Endai comes in. Mm-hmm. There's a nice little move where our boss just sort of over hits it. There's another one where our boss pulls it back and he's unlucky. But as you said, we weren't really creating anything. We didn't look dangerous. I thought we looked unbe- I thought Sharp in that first half was really poor, and I was thinking we we need to get him off. But there's no one else. But yeah. in fairness, I thought he massively improved in the second half. Yeah, the bench is uh, is a lot of youth players again, and two goalkeepers. <laughs> yeah. That's the so key. Good. I think you posted the uh, the Simpsons Star Trek uh, little cartoon, didn't you? Um, like my work here is done. You didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's Adam, the key. Two two keepers on the bench. <laughs> yeah, Adam Davies and Jordan Miss are both on there with uh, Andre Brooks and uh, Sai Sashdev, and then three uh, relatively senior professionals in in McAtee. Obviously, is a a first-year player, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I've got a horrible feeling, sorry, on the goalkeepers. That obviously, we did the, the mainly pod and we talked about David James going up front and I just had this horrible feeling Ekin bottom listening going, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, Jordan misses a big guy. He can, uh, yeah. can cause some carnage up front. Get it for number 10 shirt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jar Robinson lasts how long in this game? Like 20 minutes, was it? Uh, He's just there. I mean, oh, I not even that, 14 minutes. Yeah. 40 minutes. I don't even know what you, I don't know what your reaction was, but I would just because obviously the balls at the other end of the pitch, and we couldn't see, so obviously we weren't there. Hmm. And then it just said, "Oh, there's a. I think there's been a because obviously I don't. I think they're just watching TV cameras, well, aren't they on SU TV? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So they went, "Oh, it's been stopped. I think there's a, an injury." And I thought, "Well, I wonder who's that. Well, who that's for?" <laughs> <laughs> then you go back, and I thought it was going to be Egan. I was like, oh, "It's going to be Egan," but obviously, you know, Jack Robinson, which is disappointing, but at least we had a backup in there. Yeah, hamstrings gone. Uh, another one added to the, you know, multiple mm-hmm. hamstrings. I did see uh, someone. I, I can't remember why this popped up, but there was something about, um, and it was a quote from when Yukanovich was manager last season uh, mm-hmm. that United had. Um, sorry, it was an article from from when Yukanovich was manager, and it was saying that this was the fourth hamstring injury United had suffered right. that season. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it. It doesn't seem to be exclusive to Heckingbottom, but maybe it's just all footballers are susceptible to hamstrings. It's bizarre. It is bizarre. I mean, someone put a thing on S2 today. I can't remember what post it was, I'm afraid. But it was uh, people, you know, the amount of players each club have had to play this season. I think we've played 28 players so far this season, which is ridiculous. But the teams behind us are not that far behind. You've got 27, 25, 24. Mm. There are a lot more injuries. I think they've obviously crammed the games in due to the World Cup. As, and the break's not being as long, and it's coming. Still, maybe still recovering from that COVID season where, you know, again everything got crammed in and stuff mm. at the end. I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's so frustrating because I, I I'm really happy with this win. I'm re- absolutely delighted. And then you hear Bottom's after match comments about Tom McBurney's on his ankle ligaments and Anel's going to be out for a while. And you're thinking, oh my, just make it stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It just like it really does like sort of thing because I, I think we were, I. Look, I've seen everyone in this league, apart from the bottom two. I think that's the only two we haven't played. Uh, mm. Wigan, oh, the, you know, down at the bottom, Wigan and uh, who's the other guys? Huddersfield. We would go up 
if we had a even a normal amount of injuries. I'm absolutely certain now. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, the evidence is there. We're we, we, we're going up as it is, even with a ridiculous yeah. amount of injuries. Um, yeah. yeah, so fortunately with Robinson, we do, as you say, have a ready-made replacement in Kieran Clark, uh, who I kind of wanted to start this game anyway because, yeah. as I yeah. said, let's let's see what we've got with him and also. Robinson is coming back from a serious, not a serious injury, but a longish yeah, injury. Yeah, long term. Yeah. Which Ekimbaum said. This is what I, don't, I was really surprised because Ekimbaum after he said, well, "What you know, there's another hamstring injury. What's going on?" And he said, "Well, it's because he's had to play so many games and he's been out so long." You're like, Kieran Clark sat there, mate. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe he weren't fully fit to do 90 minutes, but he obviously were because he did it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much yeah. anyway. You know, take away 10 minutes or whatever it was. So yeah, quite confused with that. Yeah, a little bit. Um, this has just popped into my head, actually, but uh, Karen Gordon joined Borehamwood on loan this week. Mm. Yeah, mm. so, yeah, we, we obviously have started Karen Gordon uh, earlier this season at Stoke, I think, actually, just to keep Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah, and that kind of shows you, uh, you know, I, I don't mean this by any means disrespectfully to Karen Gordon, but, you know, the fact he's gone on loan to a National League team and isn't no longer as part of our squad kind of shows you the level he's at, I guess. Um, I know yeah. he, I know he couldn't go on loan to a, an EFL team uh, at this stage of the season, but yeah. Anyway, and so we talk about the away, obviously the clean sheets we've had away, and you do have to give credit because it's been a a different defence all the time. And the only time we've actually been really, really poor at the back, I think, away from home is against Stoke, which is understandable. We played four at the back, played Basham as a in a two, and, and Karen mm. Gordon at right back. The other only other one I think that we've conceded more than one goal in was uh, Middlesbrough, which. You know, their first goal were a really good goal and it's off the corner. I don't think we were all over the place or anything. No, no, I don't think so either. Um, yeah, good shout. Uh, well, was, for me, there was only really one other incident in this first half, and you already you already touched on it, but... Oh, Chris Basham, mate, what are you doing? It's just like... <laughs> I mean, this is... Oh, God, he's, he's not having a good season, Basham, but this is yeah. amateur. It's not bad play. It's just awful. I mean, did, did you... Did you, were you watching? So I feel like you you have a slight yeah. habit of sort of looking away at moments where there's no danger, and I, then I do, I do do that. Yeah, suddenly well, realizing well. that there's quite a lot of danger. Yeah, attention deficit disorder. No, but I've, uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've what really happened? He passed it, and it was there were no one on screen. <laughs> I'm thinking, where's Wes? Where where is Wes here? And then obviously their player comes in, and at first I thought, well, that's Wes's fault. He's not paying attention. But then you look at the replay from a. Because I thought Basham had passed it back to Wes, and Wes is just looking the other way or something. But <laughs> obviously, the, the pass back is nowhere near Wes. So and it's very it, near a Cardiff attack. And it's very near a Cardiff. Like as I said, when it, when I watched it live, I just saw Basham, Basham push it back. I thought that's going to Wes. That's going to where's Wes? Where's <laughs> Wes? <laughs> it's so slow. I mean, terrible again from Cardiff. I thought it should have done much better with that. Yeah, because it. it Takes it but around the goal. Keegan, by the way, uh, yes, two great blocks. Yeah. Two big blocks. Yeah, yeah. Basham does get back. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. he stands and admires his handiwork for a couple of seconds first, um, in, in horror. I imagine, like we all did. But yeah. um, he does. He does get back and make it difficult. But yeah, it is Egan who makes uh, a first challenge, and then he blocks. I think Callum Robinson's second effort as well. I feel like we keep giving the opposition a really crap, easy chance out of nothing. Yep. Yeah. Almost every game at the minute, and I don't understand it because our defence is generally pretty good. Like, yeah. you know, both experienced as well. Yeah, but you know, even just looking at the numbers, you know, there's only Coventry and 
There's only Coventry, in fact. Only Coventry have conceded fewer goals than us, and they've obviously played two games less. So mm. that's the actual goals conceded. Our expected yeah. goals against is, I think we're pretty much like top three, top four for that as well. So, mm. yeah, and teams don't get a lot of shots against us. You know, we have generally have more possession and just look better, but then we seem to just hand a really appalling chance like this every game or every other game. And yeah, oh, it's, it's really well, worrying. I think I think your points are summed up perfectly by something I saw today, which I can't remember who tweeted a bit with the, the shot percentage saves from each goalkeeper. I don't know if you saw this. I haven't, no. Uh, and it's and Wes, it's the top 10 championship goalkeepers in terms of shots faced and shots saved. And Wes is not in it. Mm. And I saw a lot of your fans saying, oh, I thought Wes would have been in there. But we don't actually concede many chances. We just concede almost certain goals. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's so bizarre about it. The Rotherham one. I think that were the only. They had another chance where Wes did pull off a great save, but that were it all game. But their goal was almost like an open net. You, you, you know, if it had missed that, it'd been an absolute sitter. The one on you know, the the Basham mistake, obviously, that's another one. The Adam Davis one, even the Pookie one. You have the second Pookie goal against Norwich. All these goals are just like basically tapping free shots for these yeah. for these strikers. And then we we go ninety minutes doing you know barely conceding any shots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now you're absolutely right. I mean, he's, he's climbed up a little bit, but I sent you this before the Cardiff game. Fodringham's like he's dropped way down on Opta's goals prevented stat because yeah. because of that exact thing that you just said. Like he he doesn't have many shots to save. He just seems to have like one massive chance against him every game that, that goes in. Yeah. This is it. It's not like he's been making mistake after mistake. The only goal I can think of at the top of my head that he might have done better with was uh, QPR at home. Do you know when he's... Yeah, he's yeah, gone, yeah. You know, But it's not a massive mistake. It's not, you know, it's not like it's gone through his legs or anything like that. You know, it's not... It's just, that, oh, you know, he probably should have done better there. I'd be disappointed. But those stats make it look like this guy just lets every shot in that goes <laughs> against him because he's rubbish. But that's not the case. The, the shot, you know, he's stranded for most of them. He is, yeah. And uh, we get away with it. Basham gets away yeah. with it. It would have been... a absolute disaster in a half that we had hung on in there you know we'd possessed no threat ourselves but it, it really looked like we were going to at least get to half time with a nil nil and then yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. basham does that uh yeah he's, he's he's not in my good books this season chris basham <laughs> I, I love i love the guy but uh he's, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's giving me a but few few warning shots no one playing with an injury though isn't i <laughs> Well, they all are, aren't they? This yeah, this is it. Yeah, after Eckingbottom, like a couple of days after, obviously, if anyone's not seen, he said that Osborne, Basham, and Baldock are all playing with injuries. Baldock's is an hamstring. So, yeah, um, but he's been pretty poor, Bash, since he's come back last season. Yep, yep, indeed. So we get to half time, uh, fortunately, and uh, make a change at half time, which I, I think is a little bit harsh on the lad going off, which is our blaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. don't think that's a reflection on. His half. This was his first um, professional. Well, I guess he was starting the cup. This is his first. Um, his first full league debut. Yeah. First starting the league. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw this. It was only like a. I think last year was his first year as like a scholar with our development side, essentially. Mm. So it's a very rapid rise, and I, I didn't think he. Um, you know, he didn't look like a. He didn't look like he uh, was out of place at all in that first half. I, no. You know, it was obviously difficult for him, but. I, uh, you know, to make his mark on the game, I suppose. But um, I thought he he did perfectly fine. Um, I yeah. think the problem we had with our blaster there, and I think Deadbat said this on Tufty Club, that he was probably a little bit too far forward because we did get ripped apart on the break many mm. times. When, and he probably positionally weren't. But, you know, 
as you say, it's his first start. I'm not going to knock him for that. On the ball, he did some really good things, I felt. I don't think yeah. it was any worse than Osborne. No, no, exactly. So uh, he comes off at half-time, and this makes me think, because McAtee comes on here, mm. this makes me think we are, we're being a bit careful with McAtee's minutes these last two yeah. games. You know, we obviously, yeah. uh, he was subbed on and subbed off against Rotherham. Uh, he played exactly an hour, kind of conspicuously, against Rotherham, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, you wonder if this, this change were always going to happen in this game, unless Arblast has scored an hat-trick, obviously, in the first half. Was it always the plan, right, you give us 45 and then we're going to put McAtee on? I reckon so, yeah, or, or very close to that anyway. Um, yeah. And yeah, McAtee, uh, probably for the first time this season, made a really big difference. Like, I think the yeah. whole team... Came out, uh, you know, as if Heckingbottom had had words, I suppose, at half-time. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, his presence gave us a shot in the arm. I mean, he, he w- wins the ball almost immediately in their third. Mm-hmm. And then, I'd, just really, not a great decision to try and pass there, I thought. Like, when he was oh, no, very down the goal. Yeah, I think it was a commentator. It might have been Gage, actually, on it. And he said, like, oh, you know, he's, he's done the right thing trying to pass. And I'm like, he hasn't for me. I think he should. He's almost in the six-yard box. <laughs> you like, you sort of shoot. Um, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. That he's, I think they were his first touch. Of the game, yeah. I, I mean, it was like seconds after, but it coming. is poor. It's three against two, I think it is. And even a normal pass shot gets a, a tap in, but yeah, for me, he should shoot. Yeah, yeah, I'd have liked him to shot for sure. But I, I think he, um, I mean, I, I believe he won the man of the match actually, McAtee, or at least, yeah, you know, United fans, man of the match, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just want to talk about his overall performance, really. I thought he was, um, well, he was the shot in the arm that we desperately needed. You know, we talked about like, uh, against Rotherham, you know, we were hoping Kadra would come on and just give us a spark essentially yeah. um, and that's that's what he did here it, it seemed to yeah galvanise the rest of the team they all sort of stepped it up a bit in that half and he yeah it, it's the most impressed I've been with him so far this season McAtee definitely just yeah. looked very comfortable on the ball and yeah movement very good you know ran at them a couple of times uh, yeah bit of um, an encouraging sign going into the second half of the season I think I think that's what we thought we were going to get um, he got the ball. He ran. He ran. You know, he created stuff. He was the only. We obviously with that midfield, we are Blaster, Osborne, and Norwood. None of them are going to get hold of the ball and run forward with it. They're all different players to that. Um, and McAtee gave us something that we didn't have whatsoever uh, in that first half. And yeah, I think that he probably the reason we won the game. I think. Yeah, I think he was that good. I think he he was the difference between the two teams. I thought Norwood were better overall, personally. Mm. They'd have been my man of the match, but I think McAtee's the reason we won the game. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Kieran Clark missed a great chance from a corner. Yeah. Oh, gutted. That was um, yeah. free header about six, seven yards out. And uh, just like Callum Robinson in the first half, heads it wide, which is a shame. But then uh, we do take the lead in the 64th minute. And I love the simplicity of this goal. It's mm. it's George Baldock's first of the season. Uh, his first since Swansea last season. So he likes scoring yeah, his yeah, Welsh right, teams, yeah. apparently. He's got... Yeah. He's got beef with the Welsh, it appears. Um, <laughs> McAtee's involved in this as well. He sort of, uh, you know, Baldock plays him in on the right side of the box. Uh, he, I believe he's trying to back heel it to Baldock, which is sort of why Baldock's making this run. But um, he gets tackled. Mm. And I love how Baldock's just like, right, I'm having that. He <laughs> just takes yeah. it off the defender, smashes it into the net from a tight angle. Uh, it's just... I, I, it really made me laugh in terms of you know we've got this this Man City kid who is is you know very uh, justifiably you know floating around play, you know trying nice little sort of one touch passes <laughs> yeah, and bits of skill yeah, and ball yeah, looks yeah. like right enough of that fancy stuff I am just yeah. taking that ball and walloping it into the back of the net. If yeah. I if you ever said to me George Baldock scored 
and I had to think, and I'd not watched the game. You like text me, George Baldock scored, and I think, I wonder what that goal would be. It'd be this goal. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is how I imagine Baldock scoring, sort of pure aggression and pure, you know, just that's mine, and I'm just going to do that. And we all know his final product's not the best, but it did the right thing. Because I think I would, you were in the, even in the six short parts, I was thinking, cross it, because you're rubbish at shooting, you know, you never <laughs> score. Fantastic to do what he did. I think he uh, fooled the goalkeeper as well, and that is all his goal. I mean, McAtee does well to, you know, to the initial thing, but that is all down to George Baldock's determination, that goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. It's like, it's just like a Hulk smash, you know, just yeah. no no finesse. I'm just taking that off you, yeah. you giant yeah. central defender, and then I'm just going to yeah. smash it into the net. Yeah, great to see, and that, you know, that had been kind of coming for those 20 minutes, I think. So to we actually... deserved it in how we'd started in that second half, because I think we'd had a couple of others. Obviously, Sharp had had one on either... Uh, keeper saved and stuff and just on Baldock I think he's been quietly really good this season I think he's mm. not far away from those performances that we had when we got promoted last time not, yeah, I, don't, I don't think he's quite there just yet because he, I don't, again I don't think we're getting the end products and we didn't always have his end products even at his best but I think defensively he's been really good this season yeah yeah it's, it's, it's frustrated me at times I think I'm just thinking like the last sort of three or four games I think he has been very good I mean yeah uh, you know, I thought it was good against West Brom. He got a you know assist there with a really good ball. Um, he obviously uh, was phenomenal against Burnley. I thought, and then yeah, yeah he's yeah. he good and scored in this one. I guess it's just we've we've kind of had that uh, you know that glimpse of what a right wing back could be with Bogle last yeah. season, haven't we? And it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, George, yeah. if only he could just be like slightly more like Jaden. But now you're right; yeah. he, he is yeah. having a good season on balance. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you mentioned it already. Norwood puts Sharp in on goal on the counter-attack. And uh, not an easy chance, but not a great hit either. The keeper no, no. I, I did expect him to score that with it being Sharp. You know, again, I think, again, nicking off Tufty Club, they always say, like, when, when Sharp misses, you always get that, that, if it were anyone else, Sharp would have scored that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, and that's, I, I, you know, I, I don't think he should. I'm not saying he should score. I think it would have been a good finish to finish it from there. But... Nice eye in it for the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. And the weight goes on for his first goal of the season. He's only played about 500 minutes. but Yeah, um, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the weight goes on, as I said. Uh, somebody who has scored a lot of goals this season, Illerman and Jai, he uh, lost his balance with the, the goal gaping on the counter-attack, oh. which is another uh, another McAtee-created chance, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, brilliant, keepers... brilliant from McAtee. Did everything right here. In mm-hmm. the first half, in the first, what we talked about at the beginning of the second half, should I say, is when... He, he picked the wrong option. He did everything right here. Faked to shoot, passed it to Osborne, and yeah, that should have been two and all. Yeah, keeper saves it, bounces out to uh, enjoy, and he—I uh, don't know—he just loses his footing, doesn't he? Just is mm. about to tap it in, essentially. I mean, it's not—it's yeah. not like on the goal line or anything like that. It's wider goal, no. but um, yeah, he can't sort his feet out, unfortunately. Um, Cardiff had a few efforts, uh, and I kind of felt like they were going to equalise, but. Yeah, watching it back now, I know the result. I think there's really only that um, Ojo chance. Ojo, like. the t- there's two. I think they're both Ojo actually. There's the free header. Where yeah, that's a long way out. That though, it's a it? lot. Yeah, I think it'd have been a good header to score, but I think he's going to do better than just head it straight at Wes, who didn't even really have to make a save. Yeah, but yeah, that the the biggest chance came with the last pretty much last kick of the game, and he's got to get it on target. I think. Yeah, even that's not a gimme, is it? It's, you know, it's a first-time shot from about 14 <laughs> yards. He he finds quite a bit of space. Uh, I just think we defended well in the second half. I thought Clark mm. was really good, actually, in defensively in the second half. Egan, 
sort of just that that is almost like a typical <laughs> Egan performance I think in that second half where he they're only that one the only the only time I can criticise the the defence at all is that free header because I, I think he I think it's Basham's bank because Egan's furious with him after mm. but other than that we were really organised and against a admittedly poor side I think but um, yeah. yeah again it was just one of those grind it out yeah indeed as I said before that game you know Cardiff I think was 17th or 18th before and they have you know, all the underlying numbers suggest they are the 17th or 18th best team mm. in the league. And uh, yeah, we we went we with a a scratch side once again. Got a goal, kept a clean sheet, win one nil. Thank you very much. We will have second place heading into the World Cup break. Anything else you want to say about this game or any any individuals? Uh, you know, not not a game that's going to live long in the memory. I don't think. No, no, no. no. Really happy with the win. Um, and it's nice to go into that break. Obviously, now with knowing you're second. And I think by the time the Huddersfield game comes around, we'll all be itching to go again. But we need a break. We absolutely, probably more than any other. I mean, I've seen a lot of teams say the same, but I think hmm. we're probably above everyone else. in just in terms of, even if we can get three or four back, uh, and obviously McBurney's now had his operation and stuff, hopefully he'll be back as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, really, really happy. All about the result. I didn't care if we got hammered and they had 50 shots and we had one and we won I really because you can't take the performance on there's no momentum because you've got a three week break yep. so it's just about the result and we did it and we did it by hook or by crook yeah yeah take it indeed I'm very happy with those three points um, so you mentioned Huddersfield there I've just, I've just got a few any other business thing. I don't mm. want to skip ahead too much but the uh, the four games uh, mm. the first four games when we resume play after the World Cup We've got Huddersfield at home, who are bottom of the league. We've got yep. Wigan away, who are 22nd. We've got Coventry at home, who are, all right, they're 11th, and they're in reasonable form, but uh, not particularly anything to worry about. And we've got Blackpool away, who are 23rd. So we played the three relegation zone teams in our first four games back. Yep. That's quite... I mean, that, that is the nicest run you could almost literally ask for coming out of this break. I know we've got to beat those teams, and you know, you you particularly are on this. Uh, you mentioned it several times how we seem to struggle against the teams at the bottom of the league. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, arguably, I'd, I wouldn't mind us playing like Watford at home or something like that to come yeah, out of the break. But I, I understand what you're saying completely. If you had to pick, if you genuinely had to pick four games to come back to, you'd pick three of those. And also, you mentioned this earlier, but uh, two of the bottom three we haven't actually played yet. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and we're second in the league, so you know by all rights we'll be we'll be pretty heavy favourites in both of those games against uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Wigan and Huddersfield, um, particularly Huddersfield being at home, I think. Um, yeah. By the way, just that Huddersfield game before I forget, if uh, I noticed the Chesterfield, I was looking at some World Cup predictions. If England win the group and then win the second round game, that quarter final kicks off at the exact same time as Sheffield United versus Huddersfield, both three pm kickoffs. Does it really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's. Well, that's bad news all round, then. Yeah, um, so we want. We, yeah, if you, if you. Sorry, uh, England. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but if you wanted to watch both, you have to hope that England finish second in the group and uh, get on the other side of the draw. Because yeah, I noticed that yesterday's. I was like looking at some of the predictions. I sent you Frank Leboff's, obviously, which is going off tangent, but it's got Canada as a semi-finalist with Denmark and Senegal. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, so it'll be the same, uh, same exactly the same. It would be so weird that. Yeah, England that's that's unprecedented, surely. I can't imagine how surreal that would be. I mean, yeah. I just wouldn't pay attention to England. I don't think I just. No, no, no. You obviously, you go to the match and stuff, but it'd be because you'd be looking at your phone. Well, England to be in Germany one. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's gonna be strange. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, 
I can't remember who it was for. It might be for Optia, actually. They, they had like a sort of, you know, you win a, a million dollars or a million pounds if you get every single thing right. So like all, every group yeah. placing correct and all the, then pick the way right through to the final. I think I had England get knocked out in the second round, so you had it here first. Well, once again, we're on the same page because I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's all I can remember. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Netherlands, actually. Netherlands, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm looking at... I, I want Senegal to go out now. I really... Obviously, <laughs> we'll talk about Indyne later on, but they get through to the quarterfinals, which they've got a nice little run. Um, yeah, because the group's not very good. Qatar, obviously, really poor, unless they get the money out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Ecuador, probably the worst of the South American teams. And then they're going to play... If they win the group, they're going to play the USA, Wales, you fancy... And they're going to be in the quarterfinals. And again, we're going to have that... They're going to be playing on the same day that we're playing Huddersfield, so we're going to miss and die. Yeah, God, when you put it like that, it's, uh, it's probably more likely than not that he's still going to be there, isn't he? Yeah, so we could do with him having an absolute mare of a tournament and uh, getting beat, because I do th- I've do. i got him down for the quarterfinals. He might even get semis. If they get semis, he'll, he'll miss Wigan as well. And Poss, I don't know, he should be back for Blackpool. Yeah, well, there's Coventry in the middle of those two. Um, oh no, sorry, he should be back for Wigan, but it depends if he needs a rest or whatever after and how long he's well, been Well, that's playing. a good point, yeah. yeah. Um, I believe, I saw Travelling Blade tweeted this earlier, actually. He's, uh, he's got yeah. the number nine shirt in yeah. Jai, which... Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I, mean, Mar- I think Marnie is, you know, traditionally their number ten anyway, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if... Uh, it's Sar- Ismail Asar is the other striker, right? Yeah, and he, a lot of people said he's going to rip it up. Just based on what We've seen what you, the, the appearances he's had so far for Senegal. He's not really played much. No. He didn't, I, I could be wrong here. I've no idea what they're thinking, and obviously he's improved so much that I won't be that surprised. But I, I get the feeling he's going as a fifth choice striker or something like that, or you know, forward position. I don't think he's a starter. But Mane is out, I think, for the group stage or at least the first couple of games. So. Mm. Yeah, it would be a big surprise if he's starting right from the get-go, mm, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. He's, he is going to the World Cup. That's amazing. Like Super. You know, 12... Uh, when did he sign that contract? September, he made his you know first start for us. I know he played like in the Premier League once as a very late substitute. But what a rise. That's absolutely astonishing. He's, yeah, he's, there's every chance he's mm. going to get some serious minutes at a World Cup uh, for, as you say, yeah. a team that could could go quarterfinals and uh, and even further. Um, Adam Davis is in the Wales squad as well, but uh, he's he's less likely to play, I would say. Although I laughed my head off actually when they obviously you know I put that great video by the way people aren't seeing it. I'm sure most people are, but the the video when Endai gets called up and obviously all the players are looking and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely fantastic. And then someone commented, "Now show us Adam Davis's video." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Poor <laughs> Adam Davis. Good luck. He should probably be playing anyway. Like. Who's the Wales keeper? Is it Danny Ward? Uh, Danny Ward, yeah. I think yeah. Dan Davis is second choice, though. So if, yeah, know, if, Wales, are, if Wales are out uh, by the third game and they play England, it could be Adam Davis in goal. Yeah, it could be. Interesting. Well, um, yeah, good luck, Illerman. I hope you yeah. have a fantastic World Cup, regardless of how much I want you to be back playing for Sheffield United ASAP as well. Um, You're not going to wish John Egan good luck in his friendly against <laughs> Malta. Norway and Malta. Norway, yeah. No, I'm blooming not. Flipping heck. Don't I love get... it. Like, Sheffield, John Egan has been called up. Oh, really? That's a, that's a surprise, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, he plays yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like one of those flowcharts, isn't it? Our Ireland playing, yes. <laughs> then John yeah. Egan is playing, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, talking of Njai, uh, I just want to plug something I wrote for the pinch this week. Um, yeah. and last couple of bits of news, unless you have other stuff to chuck Ooh. out here. Um, uh, I looked at... The, the numbers behind 
and Jai's season this year versus Morgan Gibbs White's season with United last year to try and answer the question that I think a lot of us have sort of posited at numerous times of is Njai actually playing better than Gibbs White was last year? And um, yeah, I looked at uh, a ton of stats. It was fun to write. It's over on uh, the pinch, which is yeah, really, uh, really good. Obviously, you know, it sounds like I'm just patting you on the back, but it were a really interesting read. Because it's nice to have something that's backed up by data rather than just me or you going like, <laughs> oh, I think he's rubbish. <laughs> but you've obviously got the data out for it. I'm not, I'll not give the uh, conclusion away, but like I said to you, I said like the thing that kept sticking out to me all the way through is we had both of these last season. <laughs> yeah. And Diane Gibbs, why? You look at the numbers and stuff, they're all like absolutely fantastic. And then you throw Sander Berger in the mix as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, yeah, I hope people uh, enjoy it if they do read it. Um, yeah, one, one of the just one tidbit I'll, I'll chuck out there that I guess we've mentioned it before, but his fitness this season uh, in Jai is is really impressive. I, I wrote a section yeah. on availability because Gibbs White generally played like every minute that he could. He was injured for a couple of months uh, in the middle of the season, but. He only missed five games because uh, all the other teams kept crying off with COVID, if you recall. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in Jai, like he averaged, so last season in Jai averaged 61 minutes per start, which I think most of us, you know, would have guessed that amount, you know, an hour and done basically. Yeah. This year he's up to 84, and I think he's already finished, uh, he only finished two, played two full 90 minutes last season. He's already up to nine, I think it is this season. Uh, he's been in every match day squad as well, which is, I think it's only. Him, Norwood, and Egan that have done. I was going to ask you this actually. I think that's that's the three I had. I wouldn't ask you if there were anyone else. I can't think of anyone else. I am ninety nine percent sure it's just those three. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, so that's you know that United's conditioning team or medical staff or whatever have justifiably taken a lot of criticism in the last year or so or even longer. But yeah, uh, massive credit to them and to and Jai for. I mean, that's that's literally changed over one summer. I mean, it's not like. I know. I know. He played ninety and one hundred and twenty minutes against Forest in the playoffs, but he was still gassed, wasn't he? <laughs> he was still like yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was. Yeah. Ju- he was just on the pitch. He wasn't really involved in you know the eightieth minute. It's incredible, like. really, and it's something that we're probably taking for granted. One preseason, he's done yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. We've taken it because, like, as you said, we used. To, it used to be a joke. Like you know, it's sixty minutes. Well, he's going to be down. He's like, hey, here he is. You know, he's got cramp and stuff. And even at the start of this season, he did it. I think Millwall. I think he went down. Uh, I missed that game, unfortunately. But I can't remember. I might be wrong, but I, I mean, think here he is. The, the turnaround is just incredible. I mean, he's just improved in every single, in every single way. Every single asset that he's got is improved, and then he's put the hard work around that as well in terms of fitness. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, yeah, we, we're probably not second in the league if he could still only play sixty-one minutes per start. Put it like that. So it's mm. it's uh, yeah, it's, it's massive credit to him that uh, he can do that, and it's a huge help for us um yeah so that's on the pinch the uh fsa nominated yeah fan media of the year and that leads me on to my final point which is rainbow blades win the um yeah win their fsa award that was last night and that's absolutely amazing so like yeah. huge congratulations congr- to them yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 huge congrats to uh to anna and james and everyone involved in that it was yeah, absolutely amazing to see and just really underlines the the fantastic work that they've been doing over the last couple of years, I suppose. Yeah, it's really um really heartwarming. So congrats to everyone involved and keep doing what you do. It's uh you know, it's a real real privilege uh, I guess for the both of us to be involved yeah. in that um that podcast episode earlier this year and uh 
yeah, congratulations again to uh, everyone involved with the Rainbow Blades. Yeah, we've made massive strides in the last, what, two, I think I only heard of it a year and a half ago, whatever it was, or something like that. I'm not entirely sure how long it's been going, but yeah, to pick up that award. And now, obviously, the pinch as well, we're just delighted to be nominated. So, congrats to both, yeah, to obviously for them for winning and then for being nominated. Yeah, fantastic work all around. Um, yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, so I, uh, I don't mean this in a self-congratulatory way, but uh, there's a lot of good fan-run stuff with Sheffield United, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, off the off the field, it's uh, yeah. There's there's a lot of people putting in um, a lot of quality time and effort. Um, sorry, this sounds like <laughs> this really sounds like I'm just patting myself on the back. Yeah, I don't mean me. is the best. Everybody else. Um, anything else, mate, to talk about? We're obviously this isn't this isn't us done. We will have. Uh, podcast during this little break as yes. well but um it's yeah. us done for this week i think unless you've got anything else you want to mention blades related or do you just want to um plug the view from no i'll just plug the view from view from cardiff quite difficult actually they're always difficult card to get views from it's not the most sort of active online presence uh from cardiff and after the <laughs> game i think they're just in a real sort of a bit like stoke in the oh here we go again you know <laughs> We're playing the game. When's it going to end? Because like, it's, another, it's another season, I think, where they're, they're not going to go up and they're not going to go down, and it must be mm-hmm. soul-destroying. But, yeah, that, that's out the view from. And we've got a mail episode out. It's all about aliens. And as I pointed out on one of my tweets, uh, the Starman scored on Saturday, and then we did that night uh, a podcast about aliens. So check that out, Living We Made One. <laughs> Is that, what is this? this is an alien abduction survivor or something, right? I've... Yeah, someone someone sent us um, a documentary to watch, and I'm very glad they did. Uh, and yeah, it's bizarre, as you can imagine, from by the subject matter. Um, but really enjoyed doing it. So, I've been, well, I've been watching a load of uh, early X Files in the last yes, uh, few yeah. weeks and months. So, um, yeah, it's I, I'd not heard of this documentary, but. When you were, de- I think you were describing it at the end of a, a recent episode, and yeah, I was like, I, I actually do want to see that, and obviously listen to your episode as well. So, I will be doing just that. Um, well, yeah, that's Living with Maidley is Andrew's podcast, and uh, all the views from on Roy's viewfrom dot com. And you're going to be getting the uh, the view from Senegal and everything. I'll general. try. It might be a bit difficult. I'll try. I'm gonna, I'm gonna attempt, and I don't know why I'm saying this live. How is your French? No, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. I'll just do the old translation, like, which, would be, which would be hilarious, I'm sure. Uh, but I am going to try and get some loan updates on. I've put it off and put it off because we've got something like 17 players out on loan. <laughs> so I'm going to try and get at least a few of them. I might not be able to get uh, whoever's at Stocksbridge Steels, for instance, or something like that, but I'll try and get the main ones anyway. Yeah, I saw uh, it's Kyron Gordon, actually. It called Because um, I think we've got three players at Boreham Wood, didn't I? Yeah, three or? players at Boreham Wood. By the way... This is weird. Just as I've said that, uh, Asula's just scored for Derby. Ah, yes, they're uh, they're cup replay, isn't it? Yeah, so, you know, I'll be getting one on them. He seems to be doing pretty well, but still in the cup. Mm. But yeah, I saw Karen Gordon describe them as uh, uh, Shore and Wood, which I thought was great. Yeah, just fantastic. For a, yeah. A vast quantity of loan. We, we love a bit of Boreham Wood. Are they, it was our, our team last season. Barrow, we used to have. Uh, Barrow, of... Rochdale were always one that we had a couple of players out on loan. But yeah, Barrow, uh, we had one on Solihull. Uh, Carlisle was sending a lot of players out, so I don't think we've got one there this season. I always found myself on their board looking at, <laughs> looking yeah, at players. Was, what's the connection with. Any idea what what the deal is with uh, why we keep sending players to Boreham Wood? 
just the sure. end. Thank you for indi that much. You have all our players. Of course. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like, yeah. <laughs> great shout. Uh, all right, mate. We'll we'll wrap it there. Um, we'll be back next week. I've got a few things to discuss with you in terms of uh, podcast during this break. But um, yeah, we'll finish this one here. So thanks everyone for listening, and uh, yeah, thank you as always for your time, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers.